ABC Listen. Hello there, my friends. It's Ruby here, and you are listening to News Time. Hello, Ruby. Hi. If you've listened to News Time before, you'll know that we end each week's countdown with our Wow of the Week. And today's episode is all wow all the time. It's a wow fest. Wow. A countdown of five amazing stories this year that made us go wow. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's start with a mystery. Our setting, a plant nursery in New South Wales. Story number five. This story makes me go wow because I can't believe one animal can eat that much. Humphrey Harrington runs a plant nursery near Lismore in New South Wales. Humphrey had some eucalyptus seedlings and he was hoping to grow them into big eucalyptus trees. That was Humphrey's plan, at least. Several months ago, he noticed that some of his seedlings had gone missing overnight. Then, each night that followed, more and more of them disappeared. Humphrey had no idea what was going on. A few months later, he had lost $6,000 worth of plants. Oh, where do you think they were all going? Maybe a customer? Good guess, but it wasn't a cranky customer. Maybe someone working there wanted them for the money. Another good guess, but it wasn't a sneaky staff member either. It wasn't a horde of a thousand bugs or some wild weather. It was just one little koala. What? I was not expecting that. Claude the koala was caught red-handed, sitting on a bench in the nursery. He was so full from his big night of feasting that he was too tired to climb back up his pole into his tree like he normally did. Humphrey was very surprised indeed. He wrapped Claude up in a towel and took him to a friend's place. He wanted Claude to be relocated back into the wild and far away from the nursery. But a couple of days later, Claude was back. It seemed that this munching marsupial had a mighty appetite. How do you think Humphrey could possibly stop this insatiable Claude the koala? Putting some more eucalyptus trees around so then the koalas could eat it off eucalyptus trees not going to the plant nursery. Maybe you could put more fences around the plant nursery. Now there's an idea. Humphrey is planning to build a koala-proof fence around his plants to stop something like this happening again, to keep Claude's claws away from his prized plants. This next story is set a little further from home, on the planet Mars. Story number four. This story made me go, wow, because... I didn't know they had robots on Mars. You never know. Maybe one day I could be living on Mars. Far, far away on the planet Mars, there's a spacecraft named InSight. That helps scientists discover things that they might not know. That's exactly what it is. 
Insight is a small machine with robot arms that was launched into space about four years ago. Its job was to explore and study the planet Mars and keep an eye out for meteorites and send pictures and information back down to Earth. What do you think it's been looking at up there? Aliens. Aliens? There might be aliens. That's the only creature that lives in space. Maybe, but InSight hasn't captured any aliens yet that we know of. InSight does have a lot of fans, though, because it uses its robot arm to take selfies and sends the pictures back to Earth, and then those pictures are shared around on the internet. Recently, InSight sent what we think might be the last ever picture and message back to Earth. It said, My power is really low, so this might be the last image I can send. Don't worry about me, though. My time here has been both productive and serene. It makes me feel, like, worried in case there's something that he sees at last moment and then he tries to take a photo and his battery goes out. Sad. It is kind of sad, isn't it? But we need to remember... InSight is solar-powered. That means it's charged by the sun. And scientists knew the machine wouldn't last forever because there are lots of enormous storms on Mars that coat InSight's solar panels with dust. It makes me feel upset that it's not going to take any more pictures, but maybe they can come back to Mars and have a look at it and make it power up again. Scientists say that InSight has fulfilled its mission and gathered heaps of information so that humans can understand Mars better. Thanks for your work, InSight. Here's a story about clever cockatoos showing off an interesting skill. Story number three. This story made me go wow because I had no idea that cockatoos could play the drum. The palm cockatoo is a big black bird with bright red cheeks. It's got a tall crest of black feathers on top of its head, which gives off rock star kind of vibes. And it turns out these birds kind of behave like rock stars too. When a palm cockatoo wants to impress a mate, it'll play a special drum beat. The male will break off a twig from a tree in front of a female just to show how strong it is. And then it'll tap that twiggy drumstick to its own little beat. As I went going to a bush and then tried to film it, it is cool. It's super cool and it gets cooler. Each cockatoo has a unique way of crafting and shaping its drumstick. That is not real. It is real. Scientists from the Australian National University in Canberra have found out that different birds make different drumsticks. Some prefer ones that are long and thin and others prefer theirs short and thick. Grown-up birds will pass down their drumstick knowledge to their babies. It's like when humans pass what their culture is down to kids, but the birds are passing down their beat to generations by teaching the baby birds. Yep, exactly. Sons will watch their fathers shape the drumsticks every year and learn over time how to do it themselves. 
scientists are very excited by this discovery and they're hoping to study the drumsticks more closely to see if their shape might influence the sorts of sounds they make too. Rock on, little flappers. That story will be hard to beat, but we can try. This next one is about an awesome scientist and his massive contribution to science. Story number two. This story made me go wow because I didn't know someone 97 would go all around the world to find 40 creatures. Our planet has so many different kinds of animals. Big ones like elephants and giraffes, all the way down to creatures so small that you can't even see them. Today, we are celebrating a scientist who discovered more than 40 new species of these tiny animals. That would be amazing and impressive. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? 97-year-old Dr Vernon Harris spent more than 70 years studying copepods. To understand what copepods are, you can look at their name. Cope means paddle in Greek, and pod means foot in Latin. So copepods are microscopic marine crustaceans that swim about in water with little feet like oars in a boat. They've got flippers on them. Are they about the size of glitter? Even smaller. They're so tiny you can only see them under a microscope. There are about 12,000 species or types of copepods, and Dr Harris discovered 43 of them. It would probably be really, really, really hard to find them because they're so small. And then you get a big tub and then and go in the sea and come out and put into love. That's exactly how Dr Harris did it. He has loved discovering wildlife since he was a little boy growing up near London. Dr Harris says even though he's 97 years old, he's not going to stop looking for new copepods anytime soon. Keep going, Dr Harris. For our last WowFest story, I recommend you don't look up. Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because they're a lot different to every other animal. I love bushwalking, but sometimes I worry a little bit about drop bears. It looks like a wolf kind of, bear kind of thing. It's got like sort of human hands but with like long claws. Mm Mm-hmm. You must have seen the pictures drawn by scientists. The legends say that drop bears look a little bit like koalas and they drop onto the heads of people who walk under trees. Nowadays, Aussies tell the legends to tourists as a way to play a trick on them. No one ever really knew if they were real. But scientists have recently found out that drop bears did actually exist in parts of eastern Australia about 15 million years ago. That's a long time ago. It's a very long time. And so it's a bit silly of me to be scared of drop bears today because they definitely don't exist anymore. They went extinct. Mm-hmm. Researchers from the University of New South Wales have discovered drop bear skeletons 
These skeletons show they probably hung upside down by gigantic claws, similar to koala claws. They say they lived in rainforest trees between southern Queensland and New South Wales. But the researchers say these animals, they didn't drop on purpose. They just occasionally lost their footing and accidentally fell out of trees. Wow! And sorry to spoil the legend, but drop bears aren't their real name either. They're marsupials called nimbodons. They weighed about 70 kilograms. That's about the weight of some humans. And they looked a bit more like a wombat than a koala. Wombats could have evolved from drop bears? Interesting theory. They weren't the only enormous animals that once roamed across the country. There were carnivorous kangaroos, tree-climbing crocodiles and giant toothed platypuses. But don't worry, none of these animals are around anymore. So if you hear someone tell a story about a drop bear alive today, it's safe to say that's probably not true. That's good to know. So, did we do it? Did we get you to say, Keep listening throughout the summer. We'll be replaying some more favourites while I busy myself finding new stories to share with you. Thank you. See you later. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.